Hello, and welcome to the Power Your Advice podcast. The Power Your Advice podcast is designed to bring financial advisors new ideas, why those ideas should be considered, and how to implement them into your business. This podcast is brought to you by Advisorpedia, the best place for advisors to grow their minds and businesses. And now, please join your host, Doug Heikinen. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today we are live at the Market Council Summit and we have Matt Brown, the founder and chairman and CEO of Case. Case is the leading alternative investment platform that provides access to alternative investment funds and products to financial advisors. Thanks so much for being with us, Matt. Doug, thanks for uh, having me on on your podcast, Advisorpedia. It's great to be here at Market Council. So when you started Case, did you ever have any idea that it was going to be this big? Well, I actually really had hoped it would be this big. You know, when you start a company, uh, and as you may know our story, it really is uh, or was on the back of a napkin. There was a few of us uh, thinking about what the future could bring. And uh, we knew that the the market opportunity was gigantic, uh, uh, but we hoped that, you know, the world would come our way and that we'd build a very big business. Um, it took a while. Uh, in the beginning, you know, the first few years, it was a little quiet out there. Uh, and uh, it just took technology to catch up and financial advisor community to catch up and the asset management community to catch up to really understand what our platform value prop was. How do you think it's evolved over the years? And it's, it's, has it been, it's been a slow evolution, but it's been like a wave that kept coming and coming. Yeah, and the earliest part of the journey, so we've been in business now for a little over a decade, so we were really the pioneer in the space. Uh, for the first five years, it was a lot of convincing. Uh, it was convincing financial advisors of the need of access to alternative investments. It was a lot of convincing for asset managers that they wanted to grow and diversify their shareholder base with financial advisors. Um, and when I say financial, you know, convincing financial advisors, I mean really convincing them that the value of alternative investments in a client's portfolio benefited their end client. Um, but around 2015-16, uh, the world really did change. Uh, and that's when Fidelity selected us as their strategic partner to power their platform for the RAs. And since then, it's just been really picking up steam. I would say that the pandemic, and I'm sure we'll get into that in a minute, really was a catalyst to change. And um, we can talk a lot about that. Well, speaking of the pandemic, we know last year was challenging for so many reasons. And when things are challenging, you'll learn a lot about a lot of different things. What did you learn about your company? Boy, um, that is a, it's a big question. The, the pandemic uh, for a lot was a challenging window. Um, for us, it was a huge learning window. Um, as a technology platform, we've been trying to drive and change behavior of financial advisors to use more technology. Um, it just so happened that when the pandemic came and obviously a lot of the traditional ways that financial advisors and asset managers conduct business was no longer possible with quarantining and so forth, they really had to force change behavior and start using technology. So we were fortunate enough to be one of those companies that actually were a beneficiary of that window of time, changed the behavior. We don't think it's going back. Uh, We think that financial advisors and asset managers will always now lean more into technology uh, for either seamless execution, access, education, et cetera. What did you learn about the people in your company themselves? It was, uh, 
we actually doubled the size of our firm during the pandemic. That's crazy. Uh, so we went from kind of that 70 to about 150. Uh, so I learned that the team uh, and, and leadership and virtual communication, which was a lot of that untested uh, way of doing business, was really embedded in the culture of our company. We had a tremendous amount of capable leaders. Uh, we gave a lot of latitude to those leaders to be able to stay in touch with their teams, to mentor their teams during this virtual world that we were living in, and most importantly, stay on point. Really focus on what we care about the most, which is our client and their experience. And we know if we do a good job doing that, we can continue to grow. I will tell you that we've gotten very good at recruiting during uh, a virtual uh, time period here bringing on that many people um, and also trying to maintain our culture at the same time. It's been, a, it's been a, an incredible 12 to 18 months. Are your people still remote or have you brought them back in or is it a mix and what's, what's the future look like for that? So when we started to, well, we needed to start hiring. We did a capital raise at the end of uh, 2020. So and that money was to be put to work to grow the firm, uh, primarily in technology. Uh, for us, we needed to think about um, how we can actually grow the firm at a time when, um, I'm sorry, sorry, I was getting distracted back there. Just repeat, the, repeat, repeat the question again. Um, how did, it, was, how about, it was a great question, by the right, way, but, right. but they, were, they, were, they were juggling behind me. So now that we've come back into working in, in the office and you've recruited all these people, people are still remote, they're still not remote. Um, how's that all gonna work in the future for, for Case? Yeah, so we've kind of put a date in the calendar that January 1st, uh, 2022, we're gonna ask people more formally to start coming back one or two days. Um, we've been very flexible up until now, and you know a lot of firms have not been, and we've actually found that to be a competitive advantage uh, in recruiting. Uh, there's a lot of great individuals who have now leaned on this change in the world as a new way of living. Uh, they, they like the flexible lifestyle. So we're always going to remain flexible. We do believe, however, that it's important to have some presence in the office, so we're going to have that hybrid work. The second thing we did is we kind of, you know, uncoupled our hiring to our location. So we have offices in New York, where our headquarters is, Los Angeles, San Francisco, uh, Austin. But we also have a tremendous amount of folks who don't work in those locations. Uh, we were doing a lot of recruiting. It just so happens we've built a bit of uh, okay. presence in London. So we're really going where the talent is and not necessarily the location. Five great cities. So let's talk alternatives. What's caused the alternative boom? I mean, so many more advisors are putting alternatives into their portfolios. There's a lot of tailwinds, um, and we can talk about a few of them. I think if you kind of line up some of the trends here, um, the financial advisors whose job it is to protect and grow the wealth of their end client are seeing the benefits of alternative investments. They're no longer kind of these things that are hyper risky from yesterday. They're, you know, they're performing. Private market funds are performing. Venture is performing. Private credit, uh, liquid strategies, real estate strategies. So it's a kind of a combination of a disappointment of the 60-40 portfolio and the true performance of the alternative space is converging and really having advisors want to include alternative investments more and more in their portfolios. But I will say that that want alone isn't going to solve the problem. There has to be a 
ways to easily access and understand these investments. And so our platform at Case really combines not just an access to product, but deep education of understanding strategies, funds, implementation, and also bringing that education to the end client. So now that there's all this access, how can advisors be smart? You know, this is kind of follow up to what you were just talking about. Uh, be smart about exploring these opportunities for their clients? Yeah, it's a great question. Just before I jump there, you asked about kind of what are the tailwinds. There's one or two more that I just wanted to share oh, with yeah, you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, um, let's, yeah. Let's, let's stop and go. So, so what are those other tailwinds that you're talking about? There's, there's two more. Well, there's, uh, yeah, there's several more, so I'll just mention two. Um, product innovation at the asset manager side has also been really uh, exploding. And what I mean by product innovation, a lot of the strategies that the large asset management firms in the alternative space have been uh, delivering have been wrapped in structures that are very institutional and not friendly for wealth management. And what I mean by that is, they might be good for a big institutional investor who's gonna write one check and invest in Blackstone's private equity fund with drawdowns and capital calls and high minimums and you know high thresholds for investors, like net worth requirements. But that doesn't really work necessarily in a scalable way for financial advisors. So what's happened in the last few years, there's been a lot of innovation around how to get those great strategies in more user-friendly structures or wrappers. So you not only have the demand side picking up on the advisor, uh, from the advisor community wanting it, but you also have the asset management community being smart and figuring out ways to package their investment strategies in products that are more purchasable and easier to use for financial advisors. And then lastly, I'll just say that you have really some really big tailwinds coming out of the U.S. government. Uh, the SEC is changing regulation, modifying regulation. You may have noticed that they just opened up uh, a broader definition of what an accredited investor is. As you know, accredited is kind of that threshold for who's allowed to invest in what products. They used to say, well, alternative investments are really risky, so you have to be quite wealthy. So if thing, things go wrong, you can afford to lose money. That's a very backwards way of thinking. <laughs> yeah. Now today what they're saying is, hey, alternative investments are doing really well. It's actually unfair that we're not letting more people invest in them. Why don't we change the rules to allow more people to invest in alternative investments? So what they're doing is they're saying, if you are someone who has uh, possibly hit a certain level of education or degree or have a license, forget your net worth. We think you're capable. What it really signaling is just the beginning of change, mm -hmm. a, a broadening. So you have advisors demand picking up, you have asset management, creativity, innovation picking up, and you have the SEC making it more possible. That's great. So now that there's all this access, uh, how can advisors be smart about exploring these opportunities for their clients? You know, we thought early on that if we could just bring great products on a platform, it was gonna solve the problem. Um, it's not completely untrue, but we realized that if we don't couple that with education, on how to understand the strategies and how to implement them and how to explain them to end clients that the really, we were gonna go nowhere. So about three years ago, um, we launched Case IQ. Now what Case IQ is, is a platform that is a machine learning based platform, personalized learning for individual advisors around all things alternative investments. We actually launched it at Schwab 2019 Impact. Um, and it's been now adopted by over 20,000 advisors and we can really see the advisors who are learning more about alternatives are getting more comfortable with them. They're having conversations with their clients about the impact and the benefits, and they understand now how to implement them in a portfolio. So our 
big you know, mantra at Case is lead with learning. We're not leading with product, we're leading with learning, we're bringing it in a very scalable way. 2022, what you'll see is us opening up learning and education to the end client of the advisor. So we can't just have the advisor kind of shoulder all of this. We have to start getting the end client up to speed with alternative investments as well. Uh, to help the uh, the overall education curve. What's been the response from alternative companies themselves? Um, it seems like the light has been sh- shined on these people, and they're like, they're, they're coming into the sunshine, and they're like, see me. Well, what's what's driving this is a few things, uh, and you're right. Uh, so, you know, if you're an asset management firm, an alternative asset management firm, or frankly, any asset management firm. What you're hoping to do is grow your shareholder base and diversify your shareholder base. So alternative uh, strategies for, you know, for almost forever are really institutional. So big family offices or endowments or pensions. Uh, but over here, there's this $20 trillion pool of capital in wealth management with allocation rates that are in the single digits. Lots of room to grow. And they've never had a lot of access. So what's happening is that these asset management firms are really seeing wealth management for all the right reasons as a new frontier of capital for them to be able to grow and expand their businesses with investors that are long-term in nature and it's just a very attractive proposition. It leads a bit back to my comment around product innovation, what's motivating the asset manager to to, uh, really want to go after this channel. So we're seeing the asset managers seeing an opportunity to be able to bring their strategies to a bit of a new frontier but it requires platforms like Case to put it on the rails. So there's the technology, there's the execution, there's the built-in due diligence, the integrated reporting with custodians. It's not the same as just walking into a pension fund and talking about a strategy. It does require a different type of approach. You mentioned that you're going to be starting to educate the end investor, and we think that the industry does a poor job of that many, many times, and the brunt of it is on the financial advisor, which it should be. But what can we as an industry do better around educating the end investor? I think the first thing is that we have to understand that a financial advisor, and as a former financial advisor, I'm quite confident in saying this, we have a lot going on, right? Financial advisors are juggling. They're working with their end clients, they're working on investments, there's a lot a lot in their day. Managing uh, their business. Managing their business to then put the next layer of, oh, by the way, you really have to, in a very specific area, alternative investment, spend time with your client to educate them. I think that's an unrealistic uh, expectation that we should have. We should, however, be able to deliver education in a scalable format that is usable and somewhat gamified. Uh, the We've seen a lot of, you know, uh, impact of the rise and uh, democratization of information to the end investor. We're looking at platforms like Robinhood and everything else that's really attacking the end investor's interest. We believe a case that if you use technology in the right way to be able to bring information that is usable, understandable, in bite-sized amounts, we can actually change the game and be able to educate the end investor and make that available. Right now, you can interface with Case IQ with an app on your phone, and that app knows you and knows what you're learning and delivers you back information in a very fun way to say, hey, Douglas, you know what? Why don't we talk about private equity for three or four minutes today? So it's actually responding to how people like to learn. Mm -hmm. What's got you most excited about next year? 
boy. Uh, I, I think specifically about Case, uh, we're we're about to double the size of the firm again. We're we're just um, we're technology has really picked up here. We've been able to go from kind of a smaller technology team to over 60. Uh, we've recruited some of the best technologists over the past year. We're going to continue to do that. Um, I think that the combination of just the tailwinds that are in the market um, that I mentioned, the growth of our business, um, the market opportunity, just total addressable market, I think that this is just going to be a, a blockbuster year, uh, and we're quite excited. Great. Matt, thanks so much for being with us today. Douglas, thanks so much. Bye-bye. You can learn more about Case at casegroup.com. Please follow us for all the latest updates on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook, all at Advisorpedia. For everybody at Advisorpedia, our producer, Jakey Beard, and the Power Your Advice podcast team, this is Doug Heikkinen.